Hey everyone, this is Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop. We're your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we're back to our countdown. Yep, we are on number six in the myth countdown. Number six, counting down from 10, even though at one point I put it on the podcast as counting up. It's okay. We always said it correctly because okay. I was here. Yeah, Marina Mar <laughs> always fixes me on this. Uh, okay, so this topic is? This topic is um, positive reinforcement training is not. Is not. And positive reinforcement. So let's let's familiarize our audience with that with that term if uh, if for those who are not familiar with it already well um the dog training industry has taken the term positive reinforcement because it sounds positive it sounds soft it sounds good it sounds harmless it sounds gentle correct in psychology positive reinforcement means adding something to reinforce a behavior. A wanted behavior. A wanted behavior. Got it. So positive means addition. In in this in this case, positive means adding. Right. right. And you can also use positive punishment. So so this is one of four quadrants. Four quadrants. In what is it? Classical condition, upper conditioning? Uh, both. Okay. And conditioning. Right. For it, just so so everyone's everyone is clear from my standpoint on this, none of this matters because the dogs don't think about it in these terms. Correct. So for it's just how people try to relate to and figure out and define the world. It, right. And that and that's fine. If you don't know these terms, no big deal. If you know all of these terms, also not a big deal. I take more issue with people who say I don't want to do negative reinforcement training. <laughs> Because I say you don't know what that means then. Right. Negative reinforcement is removing something. So subtracting something to reinforce a behavior. Right. Negative punishment is removing something to um, discourage a behavior. Right. So my mom would take my phone if I snuck out. That's removing something I want to discourage me from ever doing the unwanted behavior again. Right. Right. And so, but, but what everyone really wants to avoid or not everyone, but these, these positive reinforcement only trainers really want to avoid positive is, punishment, right? Positive punishment, those two words together, even though they don't understand what it is, but it's the punishment. It's that because of today's society, punishment is a bad word. It has negative connotations yeah. to it. We're very emotional about that word. So it's a bad thing. Right. But punishment just means to discourage reinforce means to encourage. Right. But, so. a, but a punishment can be any number of, th I mean, what, what order do you want to do this in? Do you want to go into? Um, I think we just need to get to the meat of it okay. and say why positive reinforcement trainers aren't only doing positive reinforcement training. And so to explain that, we have to explain what positive reinforcement training is. It is rewarding uh, behaviors that you want to encourage. Mm -hmm. And this is usually done in the industry with treats. Yep. I personally believe there are a lot of ways you can reward a behavior other than with food and that there are a lot of motivators for a dog greater than food, especially depending on the dog. Right. And in, in some cases, in going back to uh, Zach George again, who I'm sure is a very nice guy, um, looks like a really happy guy too. He uses food, but he also uses a lot of voice 
to, exactly. to, to reinforce when a dog does a good thing, he uses a lot of, oh, what a good boy. That was awesome. Okay. Right. Which, which is fine. My issue with this is food, um, voice, as, as reinforcers, positive reinforcers are not part of how dogs work with each other. Right. And that's, and that's our job at Good Dog Workshop is to teach our clients how to speak dog, how, how you view the, the owner, the trainer, the handler can communicate with your dog in terms that he or she naturally already understands, not let's bring in food. Because no dog is going to walk around with a fanny pack filled with treats and right. dole out goodies to any dogs in their pack that are doing a good job. And they're also not going to say, oh, what a good boy, Spot, you did a great job. Right. Not, not only that, but... Um, for example, we've talked about a client, Oshi, before. She is afraid of walking in the city. Food cannot motivate her to do that. Right. Fetch does. Mm. It's still positive reinforcement, but it speaks more to her nature as a toller. Right. Instead of, yeah, dogs like food, right? And at some point, you devalue treats by handing them out all the time. All the time, yep. So I get people who have ha done this kind of training or had this kind of trainer, and they say... Um, I was using treats for my recall, but it just doesn't matter when there's a deer. It just doesn't matter right. when there's another dog. I don't, I don't know what else to do. Should I get a different kind of treat? And I go, well, that will get devalued eventually too. Right. When or, you're or, just thro throwing them out there. Kind of the same with attention. Mm -hmm. If they just can have it anytime they want, but they can't chase a deer anytime they want. Right. Eventually, hey, I'll just come back for you for that, but I'm going to go figure this out because I'm a dog. Right. Um, which is why we use positive punishment or negative punishment. And I would argue that most positive reinforcement trainers use negative punishment, which is the ignore tactic. Yes. And that, and that's true. And, and I think, I think you would probably get pushback on a lot of those positive reinforcement trainers because they would, they would say, well, yes, but we're not using positive punishment. So I think, I think the main thing for a lot of these people is to avoid something that can be can be connected to the word punishment. Right. And that's where I have the big issue is, wait a minute, if you just told your dog no, okay. That's positive punishment. That's positive punishment. You added something that was unwanted by the dog, okay, to to discourage your behavior. That's positive punishment. Right. So I, I think it's, it's very unlikely for these positive reinforcement only trainers to get the job done using only positive reinforcement. Right. So I think I think in general it's just it's just a misnomer, and I I think it's come about just because of today's society. Is we don't want to offend anyone, we want to be totally politically correct all the time, and so we keep everything positive and never say anything negative. I understand where that's coming from, but that's not life. That's not right. human life, and that's all. That's certainly not dog life. Is you know no. they will go after each other when one of them. Do, you know, uh, trespasses against against another for whatever reason. Hey, right. you got too close to me when I was chewing my bone. They'll, you know, snarl or snap or bite or, or whatever. So uh, here's what I think does the dog the most disservice about this kind of popularity with positive reinforcement only training. We then see that from our dog at the dog park right. or on a leash and we project our values onto them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of extreme, but it's kind of like people who uh, are vegetarian and want to make their dog vegetarian. <laughs> it's a dog. Right. It's not a vegetarian. And they do use positive punishment to communicate with each other. And their mouth is their only way to do that. So not every bite is aggression. Right. Not every 
show of dominance is aggression. And I think that when we are expected to behave a certain way as the dog trainer, then we kind of have this unrealistic expectation for our dog. And we go through life nervous about dog-on-dog interaction. Yep. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a good point. And you and I get that phone call a lot. I'm nervous about dog-on-dog interaction. I don't feel comfortable in the dog park. I don't feel taking, you know, walking my dog past my, my neighbor's house because I, of their dogs. So right. When, when we, see, we see dogs walking by, we won't go to the other side of the street. Or we only walk at 4 a.m. and, you know, 11 p.m. to avoid every other dog in yes. the neighborhood because people are concerned or even fearful about their dog's interaction or how they as the handler may be perceived when they handle their dog. Right. And it, it's it's really unfortunate because we're, you know, we're mixing two different species and because we're in right now, we're in this state of can't say anything negative, can't do anything negative, can't you know, be no. perceived as negative, you know, you'll get you'll get canceled and all this, you know, all this stuff. Um but dogs don't work like that. No. And so we're, like you said, disservice is a good word. We're really doing the dogs a disservice by not speaking dog to them and by not showing them, I know your language. I, you know, I am happy and comfortable communicating in this style with you. And I'm not worried about all the humanness that's around me. Right. And, you know, you're meeting your dog halfway then. Right. You're, yeah. you're communicating with them instead of trying to just get them to understand a world that's not theirs and a language they don't speak. You extend to them this way to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And we could keep going on about how we think what we do is great. <laughs> um, the point is, if you use positive punishment, you're don't add emotion, don't add anger. And I think that one of the biggest issues I see with um, clients who have been discouraged by positive reinforcement only training is they have that moment of frustration. Mm -hmm. They have that outburst because their dog's just not getting it. And that is more damaging to your relationship than a firm. No. Uh Uh-uh. Right. Then the, then the actual punishment itself, it's, it's how you, how you meant it or how you delivered it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just anger. It's like you said, emotion. When you add emotion, you instill fear. Right. Frustration, irritation, emotion, sadness um you know you and i uh, have talked about this before where we'll be with a we with a client and you know the often oftentimes um it's the uh it's the the owner of the owner of the dog as opposed to you know one of the kids in the family or, or someone in the family is kind of laughing while the dog is doing something they don't want so okay. even in that moment they're adding something we think is positive is laughter is fun but that emotion messes up the communication right. between you and your dog because that leadership is no longer there. Right. So you, you want to, you know, just be what we call emotionally neutral when you're correcting your dog and just, you know, say no or use your fingertips to reach out and correct the dog or snap the leash or, you know, whatever it is. And yes, these are all forms of positive punishment. Just like if you get in trouble in school, you get sent to the principal's office. That is positive punishment. You get a lecture from your mom for coming home late. That is pos- positive punishment. You know, this this right. this exists in, in our human lives. You and don't perform well at work. So you have to answer to your boss. Right. Yeah. And hopefully that exchange is also not emotional and businesslike. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's true, how too. you should be with your dog. Yeah. Yeah. You get, get pulled over by the by the police. Now, if you get docked pay, that's negative punishment. Correct. Something is is removed. But either way, punishment shouldn't be thought of as a bad word. It should should be thought of as just a term to describe or define something that is done 
sometimes with dogs. They do it with each other. We should feel comfortable doing it with them. And we do it, like you said, we do it in our society. It's just true. Um, but again, the sort of title of the podcast is that positive reinforcement style is not only positive reinforcement. Right. They encourage you to turn your back when you get jumped on. Please skip down a couple myths to see why you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turn your back when you get jumped on. Leave leave the room when they are asking for attention in the wrong way. Uh, that's negative punishment. You're removing at your attention. Your affection. What you think the dog is buying for there. Right. Um, as a way to discourage that behavior. So can if we could just be honest and say we need to encourage behavior in some way and discourage behavior in some way. Right. We can accomplish a lot with dog training, but if we kind of pretend that we never say no, I don't think you'll accomplish much. So, I mean, it all, uh, I don't even want to talk about this and in, in what's going on in today's news, but if we redefine the word or if we use a different word and not punishment, then maybe we can get more people on board with this, but I'm not. But it's a scientific word. Yeah, I'm, I'm yes, and that's, and that's totally fair, but personally, I'm not interested in in having to use different words when we have the right word there, it is, it is accurate. Just don't put your emotions to every word that exists out there. Right. And this, this will be fine. Just look at it from a non-emotional standpoint. Right. Um, anyway, but, but I think, I think this is, this is interesting because so many people don't realize that what exactly is positive reinforcement and what are the other four quadrants and, and what do they do? So I think, I think we've, I ho hope we've given you that our listeners some, some more insight into, right. into what, what this is, what this is about. Um, the last thing I want to, I want to say on this, you're welcome to, to keep going if you want, Marina. Last thing I want to say on this is positive reinforcement only can work with, I would say, a very, very small percentage of dogs out there because they don't need anything more than positive punishment. But that's like saying you can drive your car from the East Coast to the West Coast in first gear. Right. It's not very efficient. It's going to take you a long time to get there. You, you know, may not have a very happy vehicle by the time you get there, but you could do it. But and why not use all the tools that you have in that car? And there is a reason you know, the clients who have serious behavior issues where sometimes it right. can mean this, this dog might not be alive or they might have to be labeled dangerous dog right. or they might have to go to the shelter, be your home, whatever. Those clients call us after being discouraged by positive reinforcement training because they don't have time and they have a dog who's already developed a serious behavior issue and needs to be corrected for acting that way right or else who knows what could happen to this dog versus i'd rather give a very business like uh-uh that's not gonna happen yeah to a dog and then help them to grow and learn a different way of being from there so if you have an anxiety problem nope don't get to be anxious right if you have an aggression problem nope don't get to be aggressive yeah, don't get to put i your am teeth happy to say no to those behaviors right um i don't think i have any more to add other than i hope this has helped um, our listeners to, again, think critically about the information that is out there and to realize that um, people are using the word positive as a marketing tool when really these are scientific definitions right. and they have a meaning other than how we think about it. So A non-emotional meaning. A non-emotional meaning. So 
Remember to think critically no matter what you read. Okay, very good. Well, um, we appreciate you uh, uh, you all listening to this to this podcast and continuing on with our uh, with our list of myths here. Um, we've still got several more to go, and I think even after that, we're going to have a bunch more. Um, but if you have any any questions or comments or concerns about uh, about this this podcast uh, specifically or any of our others, please feel free to uh, to reach out to us. You can contact me directly at seven zero three. 489-1319 or email me at brian at gooddogworkshop.com you can also reach reach marina at the same same way marina at gooddogworkshop.com and find me on instagram marina for good dog workshop cool very good um cool topic i'm glad we got to do this one i'm glad we kept it short because we both have to get going um thanks everyone for joining us and we'll catch you next time bye That was the wrong button. Did you do that on purpose? Nope.